0: Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Welcome everyone to the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today I am sitting with Jamie Brown and she is a wife, a mom, an entrepreneur, a woman of many passions. So thank you for joining me today, Jamie.
1: Thank you for having me, Elizabeth. I appreciate it. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, so me and Jamie connected on Instagram and I wanted to have her on to talk about how she really is able to combine so many of her passions and pursue those full on. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you and what do you do?
1: Well, my name is Jamie Brown. I am a serial entrepreneur and I call myself that because I'm always looking to get into different ventures and different startups. I think my biggest passion is starting projects and starting business ventures. Mm-hmm. Always because you never know where they're going to lead you. You never know where you're going to end up. And I just feel like, you know, everyone's not a one trick pony. Um, yeah. I feel like you always try these different things, try your passions, and then something ends up sticking, and then you go for that as long as you can. And then when that doesn't work, then you move on to something else. But I just believe that we have so many talents within us that starting projects and seeing where they go whether you're a writer whether you're a blogger if you love makeup like just checking out what ventures and avenues with your talents and skills and i that's the route that I've that I've gone I mean I've been a dance teacher I feel like I've, I feel like I've done it all I've worked in retail I was a dance teacher I'm still a dance teacher um and I'm also a mom and a wife Uh, My son is 10 and I've been with my husband. We've been together for 20 years and we've only been married for three, but it feels like forever. (laughs) Yeah. Love that. (laughs) Um, So can you tell us a little bit
0: about, you know, what called you to start your business um, in lipstick line called Swedish
1: Jealousy? Um, So I started Swedish Jealousy actually with my best friend who currently now lives in Switzerland. Um, We started it because she is from Sweden and because I'm of mixed mixed descent, I have um, Caribbean and I have Central American descent. We always would share lipstick, um, mm-hmm. but we always found that the lipsticks that we would share never actually matched both of our skin complexions. So we were always we call each other babe. So like babe, we need to find like a lipstick color that we can both wear. So when we're out having fun, having cocktails, or just doing like photo shoots. I can give you the lipstick, you can put it on and it looks great and you could wear the lipstick, you know, and it'll look great on you too. So that's the venture that we went down, um, as far as creating like one or two shades that looked good on both of our complexions. Um, so we did a lot of trial and error with different like manufacturers. And we finally found two colors that stuck, mm-hmm. um, two colors that stuck, was, called week and weekend so it's like a nude pinky color i'm actually wearing it now which you can't really tell we have the red which is like a more of a kind of like a watermelon coral color um and that looks good on her too so um that was the venture we just started trial and error of different formulas we also knew that we wanted it to be um cruelty free gluten free because a lot of people have like allergies so we wanted it to be able to um compliment people who also have um, skin allergies, and keep it free from, you know, animal testing.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that you kept it simple too. Like, let's just start with two that are going to be kind of like a neutral and like a pop of color versus like, we're releasing 17 colors and like, let's just go for it. So I like that um, <laughs> The trial and error part
1: um, was, was contained to be um, very specific. We were both moms. And mm-hmm. when we would play around with lipsticks, like say I'd have to, we'd, we'd have to go pick up our kids and it's three o'clock and we're wearing this really bright red lipstick. And it's like, who's going to pick their kid up at the school wearing like really bright red lipstick. So we also wanted to create something that was a little demure and toned down. So even if you were wearing this red lipstick, it didn't look like, you know, while you were going to pick up your kids to go grocery shopping, you could still have a pop of color and not look like you were out, you know, for the night of the town while wearing this like really bold, striking color. So that's the also why we created um the weak color because it's a little more toned down. So you're still getting that um, hydration within your lip yes. because the lipstick also has castor oil and it has antioxidants to help like smooth the lip tone out. So you have a little bit of color, but you don't look like, wow, like you're going out. Yeah. I
0: love that. Took into a lot of elements into consideration uh, what would you say have been some challenges yes. into you know developing a product and breaking into the beauty industry and you know being able to distinguish yourself like as your brand um and its unique um element
1: some of the challenges i mean competition is definitely a big challenge a lot of i mean there's a lot of beauty brands so you're trying to get your voice to be heard along with you know well-known celebrities well-known brands that have been around for a long time but if in contrast it also helps you because someone's already invented that wheel so it's easier for you to get in even though there's so much competition because everyone loves lipstick you know what i mean so it doesn't matter who they buy it from it's another shade it's another color so although there's competition you still have a pathway to get in to showcase your beauty brand and we also just wanted to keep it really simple because there's so many colors out there that we just wanted to focus on let's just focus on these two colors right now get mm-hmm. them out there and then get feedback on it and then as it grows then yeah sure we'll add more colors and we'll add more products but I think that over the market and oversaturating your product brand you feel like you're pulling at straws because you're trying to sell so many different things at the same time that Sometimes it could be hard. That's one of the challenges. The other thing too is marketing um, was another big challenge that we had only because we're not marketers. So mm-hmm. um, learning how to do social media, learning how to market the brand and be the voice of your brand um, is another avenue we found that we were struggling in because you know you have to learn Facebook ads and you have to learn Instagram targeting. And there's so many different avenues that we don't, want to go down but we have to because we don't have those extra funds um to dish out to a marketer to dish out to a publicist so um we have to wear all these different hats where we just want to create the product and put it out there so that's the other challenge too it's really just funding
0: yeah um marketing and like branding and all those elements about online resources is like it seems so easy, but there's so much to it. Like Facebook ads is like a whole other world and I don't, I haven't even really delved into it, but from the Mm -hmm. surface, it's like a whole other world. Um, so you really got to do your research and it's time consuming on top of being an investment. So I can definitely, um, hear, hear you on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you personally, like what drives you and motivates you when you are trying to, you know, start a business, grow a business and learn the ins and outs of in terms of making it profitable.
1: What drives me is um, I'm a big risk taker. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love to take risks and I'm a big, um, I'm a big believer in try, 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 you fail, try again. Um, I used to get, I used to, well, yeah. I mean, I used to get a little discouraged because I always would watch people like make it to the top and see how successful they were. And um, my mother would always remind me like, you don't know how long it took them to get to that journey just because you see them having their moment right now mm-hmm. you don't know how long it took for them to get to that moment it could have taken that person 10 years for their moment to come for them to be successful it could have taken 20 years you don't know what they went through behind those doors for them to actually have that moment so i try to remember that as i you know delve into my projects and i believe that's the key thing that drives me is um because i can be very impulsive at times like i get really excited and i start to dive in and then when it doesn't happen right away, I get a little discouraged. So I try to remember that, like, you know, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. You're going to have to put some work in. And then the benefits come as you continue to grow. Because I just feel like if you just sit there and expect things to happen, it, it doesn't happen that way. It takes time to develop. Um, and knowing that is what helps drive me and pushes me forward is that my time is coming. It may not be tomorrow, it may not be next week, but no, I know that I've put so much work in that I'm gonna start reaping the benefits if I continue to push myself. Mhm. yeah because i feel
0: like especially nowadays like you know you snap your fingers and like your your uber's outside and like everything like we get i feel like i can relate to that as well because it's like everything it's like at a snap of a finger like we can just get everything but then when you have your own goals um and where you want to cast your vision and it's not coming instantly you get so frustrated um Like my podcast just hit like, you know, X Mm -hmm. amount of listeners a month and I'm like, okay, that's great, but I want more, but I want more. Why isn't it happening overnight? And I just have to keep knowing that I have to keep pushing out there to keep it growing. So yeah, it's just, for me, it's like this um, intensity that I want it right this instant, but being patient
1: and knowing, yeah, like you said, it's not going to happen overnight. And you're a creator too. So I feel like, you know, for me, I know. I have these things going on in my head where I'm like, oh, I got to do this. And I got to do this, even when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I find that like, once you realize, like, you can only do so much in the alop- in the amount of time that you have. Um, and that because you, as you're starting out and it's just you, and you don't have all that, those different avenues. Like, and I use Kylie Jenner as an example because I use her, business model when i started to create sweetest jealousy just to see um as you know the her her business strategy for her beauty brand and um how she went about with the color coding and everything so i try to use her business model because i mean look at her she's on the forbes but at the same time she has so many people working in the back end of her so it's 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 easier for her to get to that end result where as opposed to someone who it's just us, it's just one person doing all of the work. So it's going to take us a little longer, but your podcast is going to grow. Like it's going to, it's going to hit that peak and it's going to get there. And then once it gets there, that's when you're like, Oh my God, it's gotten there. I can't do it by myself. But now I have the money to hire somebody so, then that way you can hire someone to do all that back end stuff, and then it just starts to come slowly but surely. So, we'll get there, girl. We'll get there.
0: Yeah, you just got to keep chugging along. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask you in terms of combining your passions for lipstick and then wine you were able to create your your blog called lipstick and rose so can you tell us a little bit about how you were able to discover like this niche which is so unique um and something you're so passionate about and how you kind of decided to start your blog and
1: that journey um that the lipstick and rose journey is actually i'm I'm be excited about it um, I named it Lipstick and Rosé because I'm obsessed with both things. Um, I'm obsessed with Rosé. As you know, that's just my drink of choice. Yeah. Um, and I'm obsessed with red lipstick. And there's a little story there's a little story behind why I'm obsessed with red lipstick. I have so much red lipstick. It's not even funny. But to, The backstory on the reason why I'm obsessed with red lipstick is because um, my mother is from Central America. She's um, from Costa Rica and the color red makeup, the only red that was in the, in the house was allowed to keep spirits away, to oh. keep evil away. Um, but as, as far as like wearing it on your lips and wearing it on your nails, when she was growing up, the color red was only worn on um, prostitutes. So I couldn't wear red lipstick, I couldn't wear red nail polish, but I love the color so much. So as an adult, when I was able to purchase my own, you know, lipstick, yeah. I, was, I was just, I gravitated to red because it was the color that I wasn't allowed to wear. Um, so that's the, I'm, I'm obsessed with that color because of that. But I also started the blog because I do have Swedish jealousy. Um, So I wanted to combine a blog that talked about lipstick as well as the other passion, which is Rosé, which is another drink choice that um, Mika, my, my um, friend, who also started Swedish Jealousy, that's when we would get together for business meetings, that's all we would drink. We would only yeah. drink Rosé, like stocked full of Rosé. We'd talk business and we'd have glasses of Rosé. So I was like, I should create a blog that matches both. We can talk, it can talk about beauty as well as helping people to learn more about Rosé. So that's how I, I kind of combine those two. Um, and it's helpful because it also helps me to learn more about Rosé and how it where it started and where it came from and the history. And the more and more that I learn about it, the more and more I see why I love it so much. Um, the color, first of all, pink, um, when I was growing up, that was my favorite color, pink. I, everything was Barbie for me. So Barbie, the color pink, the color of rosé and then the red lipstick. It just seemed like I had to create a blog that combined both of the passions um, together. Yeah, I love that. Um, and it really speaks to me because, like,
0: I am, like, a big fan of both things. And I love that you mentioned um, the history, you know, of the color red in your house and how that's really, like, followed you your whole life. And now, you know, you're still, like, uh, rebelling against your mother's <laughs> beliefs of red lipstick. Um so I was wondering if you were able to share with us, you know, how you were able to develop this blog and, you know, continue writing as it led you to land, you know, a gig at the Try Wine app. And what has been your experience in terms of writing for them?
1: So the uh, I actually started, blog- I've always wanted to start a blog, but I was always so scared to because I saw that, You know, people think they start a blog and they're just going to start making all this money. And when you start to write a blog and you go into it, you realize that's not how it works at all. Like you have to learn the keywords. You have to learn SEO. There's so much behind it in order for you to have a blog that makes money. So um, once I learned all about that and the keywords, I kind of started realizing like, oh, I actually kind of like this. And then when I started writing from my blog, I realized I actually like writing. Mm, So it was another niche that I found that I didn't even know that I had. Um, Like I would write things and my friends would be like, wow, that sounds really good. But I never considered myself a writer. It was just like someone like, oh, can you write this or write something for me? Or I'd ask them to write it. They'd give it back to me. I'd correct it. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. And I'm like, oh, okay. well." Again, I never considered myself a writer. I just found myself editing people's work, whether it was yeah. like, oh, you forgot to put a period or this should have been a semicolon there, you know, that kind of like proofreading and editing. I never thought that that was me. I was just, you know, helping or making corrections. So when I started the blog and I started writing for myself, it kind of opened up another passion that I found that I had no idea that I had. So I started to enjoy writing, and then once that happened, something clicked, and I was like, I can make money on this. So then I started looking up freelance writing. Yeah. And when I did that, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to go down this avenue. And then I was like, in my research, I found that if you're going to be a freelance writer, you have to write about stuff that you know, or if you know how to research. When it came to research, I like a love, I was always the one that if someone needed me to find something on the internet, I could find it because I would continue to click and click and click within all of these links. So then I would find all this information within a link just from one page. Um, So doing the research um, within for me to get the blog and then writing, I reached out to um, Tribe Wine because I was following them for a while on Instagram. Um, because I started befriending all of these, like, wine apps and uh, wine blogs. So I kind of went into the back door, and I reached out, and I said, oh, I see you have this app. I follow you. Um, Would you be getting it for Android? And they said no. So then I was like, oh, by the way, I noticed when I was looking at your site, you didn't have a blog. I just kind of, like, just threw it out there. I was like, would you be interested in someone writing your blog for you? And then he wrote back like, "Oh, actually, let me get you in touch with my editor. You guys can talk about it, and you can go from there." And that's how I got the job at TribeLine. So I kind of, kind of, I kind of slid under the radar with it. Like I knew what my goal was, but I wanted to get an in first. And then once I got that in, that's when I was like, "By the way, I noticed you don't have upkeep on your website, or you don't have a blog. Are you interested in having a blog?" So the backdoor in is what got me to being the lead content writer at Try Wine. I love that story.
0: Like,
1: that is just the biggest um,
0: <laughs> segue into, you know, the ability to, like, semi-network, you know, just observe a brand and how they behave online, noticing something they're lacking, and then also how you kind of just created this mm-hmm. um, avenue for yourself in terms of freelance when you don't even know, like, that's what you wanted to do. So I love that story. That is a very fascinating story. (laughs) And congratulations on it being successful because someone would have just shied away and let doubt or imposter syndrome completely turn around from that opportunity. Like, no, they're not going to need a blog. Like they don't have the Mm -hmm. app for Androids.
1: Okay. Bye. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. And that would have been me. I, I honestly say that would have been me a couple of years ago. I feel like when I turned 40 last year, like something inside of me was just like, you need to do this now. I don't know if it's because I'm like, that's like the halfway mark to 80. And I'm just like, I got 40 more years to do what I'm going to do. So I feel like as I, as I got 40 and I, I got this like 40-year-old confidence, I was like, you know what? If no is no, because I used to always be afraid of, I used to be afraid of no. Like for, I would never even open my mail. Like words used to scare me. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know where that fear used to come from. Basically grow up and just be like, look, put your big girl panties on. If the answer is no, it's no. Um, and just start to break down that fear wall of why are you afraid of the word no? Why, you know, what, no here doesn't mean no somewhere else. I think that once I realized, like, I can get over that fear of if someone says no to me, that's just that part of the door that's closed it doesn't mean that it's no for every single thing and i think that's where the fear comes from like you feel like you're not good enough or you could be better or why don't they want me like rejection can really like rejection can really mess somebody up um you know mentally and i think once you get over that like it's okay you'll be okay well you'll be okay like that first no is just that first no but giving yourself like small goals and appreciating these small wins. Yeah, that for me has been, you just have to understand that it's a
0: part of life that sometimes no is the answer, and it's always going to be 50%. It's yes or no. So um, I love mm-hmm. that you didn't let that deter you. Um, as right. a wine lover, I wanted to ask you if you can share some fun rosé facts with us and uh, you know, get the listeners um, all bougie on a, on a budget here
1: with some rosé tips. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Let me pull up my rosé tips little background. So the first thing about rosé um, is you have to know how to differentiate between colors because there's light and there's dark. Oh. There's types as far as like dry, floral, and sweet. There's light and minerally. That will taste kind of like a mint, have mint, grapefruit, and strawberry notes. And then you get to light and medium. So it's still light, but then it's medium and floral flavor. So that would be like cherry with rose petals and herbs. Then once you start to get to the bolder one, so it's medium full, that will have more of like raspberry, hibiscus, and white pepper. And then the darker you get, which is like full, rich, and savory, it's dark berry jam, bell peppers, and black peppers.
0: Wow!
1: Another another tip is a lot of people don't know how rose is made, and I had to. I went to a brunch with a friend, and I ordered my glass of rose, and the waiter asked. He 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 went over our order. And my friend ordered a martini and he said, and I'll get your white wine. And I was like, wait, what? You're going to get my what? And he was like, your white wine. I was like, I didn't order a white wine. I ordered a rosé. He's like, oh, it's the same thing. I was like, no, it's not. And I got so upset because I was like, (laughs) rosé is not made from white grapes. They're made from the same grapes that make red wine. And that's where the color comes from. So the color of rosé actually comes from red grapes that are harvested. And then the grapes are left to macerate for two to 24 hours and that's just they're put in it like these bins just so it can like steal a little bit of the color from the red grape and then after that they're crushed and then the grapes are going to fermentation and then they're bottled and then you drink it so they're not in that fermentation for too long they just want to take a pick up a little bit of that color and then once it gets the tint of color, then it ferments and then they bottle it and then we drink it. So it's not a white wine that everyone keeps saying it's a white wine. It's not a white wine. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I would never categorize it as See a white any wine. other tip? This is another tip. Provence is the biggest region where you would want to get your rosé from. I know there's a lot of California producers. Um, the biggest one from California that a lot of people drink is um, the Miraval. But that's also part of the Spurring Angel, and yes, the people are from California, but it's actually made in Provence. So even the people here, you know, in the U.S., they know that they need to get their rosé from Provence. Okay. Well, next time we um, go which is shop for in France some that wine. Makes all of the of most <laughs> of the rosé. <laughs> Definitely read the label, and the blends that you want to the blends the blends that you should look for are Cinsault c-i-n-s-a-u-l-t mixed with a grenache so and if you get those two blends that's like the one of the perfect the perfect flavors of the of a rose the cinso and grenache grenache grape love that uh thank you for
0: sharing those tips those were some really official things i learned a lot um and i'm definitely I, i seriously might consider going to the liquor store today against um the massachusetts uh Stay at home advisory at the moment. Um, this would be a good moment to plug that Drizzly is delivering alcohol. Oh yeah, so no, get on no, Drizzly. definitely. Get your bottle. What is one mindset tip you'd give a listener who may have a passion that they want to
1: create into a project or business? Start, start it. That's the biggest. That's the biggest tip that I can give is to start, um, because you're holding on to ideas that. You want it to get into fruition, but it's never going to get into fruition if you don't start it. You just have to start it, whether it's writing one sentence, you know what I mean? If you're trying to create a book, just write one sentence. Yeah. Um, if you want to start blog, just open a WordPress account. It's just, just take that smallest action because once you take that smallest action, you got over that fear and then you're like, oh, I can do this. It's just doing the smallest thing that you can do. And then as you get over that hurdle, then it becomes easier and easier and easier. And also research too. Um, Like never being afraid to learn more. Like now, because we're all stuck, is the perfect time to like learn a new skill. Um, Skillshare, I don't know if any, if you've heard of Skillshare, but Skillshare is actually giving away two free months of classes. So if you... Want to learn how to design on Procreate, which is like a big drawing app right now if you have an iPad or a Mac. Um, that's what a lot of these designers are using. they're using procreate to create their like little animations their little drawings. Um, photography class, cooking class. they even have classes on there to teach you how to chop an onion correctly like just learn I feel like learning is another way to help you get over that hurdle, just to to take that first step. Now is like the perfect time to be learning something because we're entering a new world after this pandemic is over, where businesses are gonna see that you don't have to be in the office to be productive. And a lot of online businesses and a lot of um, e-commerce is definitely gonna grow. Remote learning is gonna grow. Online business is going to grow, and you're going to see less and less people having to go into the office because they're going to see, like, as you can already see, they don't they don't need them in the office to be productive.
0: I wanted to ask you. This is where we get fun. What is your glow tip for the listeners? And I think I have a hunch already what your glow accessory would be. But you know, what is something you can't be without your glow accessory?
1: <laughs> Red lipstick <laughs> and rose. <Yeah. laughs> I know rosé is not an accessory, but <laughs> I'm actually drinking out of a, a mug that's actually from the polished decade. Um, Keeps my coffee hot, keeps my wine cold. Um, So yeah, red lipstick definitely is my big um, glow accessory. And the glow tip again is just, you know, what I previously said before is to just start your that's just start your venture because there's always someone there's always someone that's out there that's going to need that's going to need your service um so just start it because there's always someone that's interested in learning there's going to be someone there's always someone that's going to need what you have to offer Um, because people i feel like especially with blogs and i think there's so many people that want to start a blog But they're like, oh, there's already a blog for that. And it's like, yeah, but it's not your blog. You don't know how you're going to say what you want to say in your blog. It might be the same, but your words are going to be completely different from the person who created that blog. You know what I mean? It's, It's a different, the way you say it is completely different from how somebody else says it. So don't be too afraid that or worried that it's already out there. That's even better that it's already out there because you don't have to do the legwork. It's already done for you. You know what I mean? So use that as a way to, if that's already created, that's perfect. That's easier for me to even start what I want to start because now I can just look up on and research the tips on how to do that thing. And I'm not saying go out and copy, but I'm just saying that the framework is already there. So you don't have to go digging and digging and digging, digging because somebody already did the digging for you.
0: Yeah, and the way that you know that you makes present sense. your own individual branding um, is always going to be distinct, like, you know, unless you're literally, like you said, copying word for word or like post for post, like the way that you show up online is going to be so distinct from how other people's deliver that. Um, So you need to keep that front and center in your mind. Um, I like that point that you made. Thank you for sharing. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Jamie. Uh, Lastly, I want to ask you, where can the listeners find you and
1: your entities online? You can find Lipstick and Rosé at lipstickandroséblog.com. And that's actually spelled Rosé, R-O-S-E. A-Y, because the original was already taken. (laughs) Um, hate that. And then Swedish Jealousy, we actually had, I know, my gosh, but it actually works. I actually think it's, I I actually think it's cute. Like you can look at it and still see it says Rosé, even though it's not Rosé, but it's still similar. Um, And then the Swedish Jealousy um, is just how it sounds and spelt SwedishJealousy.com. Um, we will be back. Right now we have our store on pause because our manufacturers also have to shut down their, you know, resources because of COVID. But we will definitely be back up and running once all this is said and done.
0: Love it. Well, everyone, be sure to check out Swedish Jealousy, Lipstick and Rose, and check out all that Jamie is up to the rest of this year. But otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. This was really fun and nice to e meet you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the glow up effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Effect.